welcome to Crossroads Connection. This is a show all about having conversations surrounding life, ministry, and culture. I want to say a quick thank you to our friends at the Truth Network for airing this program. Well, hey, everybody. You're listening to another episode of Crossroads Connection. I'm Tyler, and I am joined virtually by Jamie and Andy. How are you guys doing? Hey, doing good. That's right. Doing well. Staying at home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Makes things a whole lot different at the moment. I know, man. This is our first one we've done all together, kind of in this format. I'm excited that we get to do this still. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I think the the last couple of weeks here on the radio, we've been a little separated, but it's good to have the team back together again, even though we're not together, we're together. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not only has this affected like our, our radio show and what we've been doing, but it's been affecting, well, it's been affecting every area of life, but also our jobs is working at Crossroads Fellowship, the church, and it's affected how we're doing church. So Andy, why don't you tell us about how we've had to shift and adapt the way that we do church together? Yeah, absolutely. You know, just like everybody else, like you just said, we're all adjusting to what's happening and we're all trying to create some new normals for the meantime. And I know with churches, we've had to think about how do we now do everything virtually, everything online. We had already been doing our services on Sunday online, but now we had to think about how can we actually connect people every day of the week throughout the week because we can't use the building. And so it's been a very interesting journey for us trying to figure out how do we continue in this path that we're in? How do we continue reaching people? And for us, how do we continue to make disciples? Because that's what we're all called to do. And that hasn't changed just because we're now virtual. So we've had to rethink a lot of that. We've been able to put together really an online menu, I would say, at Crossroads Fellowship. In fact, if you want to check it out, I would encourage you to go to crossroads.org. And we got a whole bunch of stuff on our website that really covers everything from the transformation stuff that we've been in since January 1st, as well as all the new things that we started during this last week. We have something almost every day online virtual live that we're real excited about that we keep showing. And I think it's been a huge difference in that disciple making process for us as a church. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for all these video platforms like WebEx and, and Zoom and, and FaceTime. So what we've been doing is holding some video calls with some of our teams and kind of our kind of virtual gatherings. And we actually <laughs> played this game um, heads up, you know, that you play on your phone. Oh, yeah. Yep. You, you hold your phone up there. And so we were all playing that game and um, we took time to to pray for each other. So we've been holding those kind of, you know, video meetings to stay connected. And I mean, of course, we've adjusted slightly how we're doing our, our worship services on the weekend. All of that's online right now. And we're kind of doing all of our connection via a camera. But it really, I've tried not to think about it too differently. You know, I still want to lead people, you know, people are still worshiping from their homes. And so I still want to lead them into the presence of God and they they can still worship the same way at home as they would at church. It's it's different that we're not all physically together. Um, but yeah, it's been it, it's been something that I've had to think creatively about and uh and intentional about. But it's I'm glad that we're doing this in this time right now because we're we're still able to be in front of people and, and be connected to people. It's just over video. How important is it for people to continue to worship like that together uh, as a as a family? Oh my goodness, it's so important because the isolation that you can feel in a season like this is can be so crippling. And so all of these opportunities that we've continued to provide as a church for people to connect, and I know our people have been so grateful for that. I keep hearing that and getting texts from friends or different people that attend our church at how grateful and appreciative they are for the connection opportunities that we keep providing. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think it's powerful mm-hmm. as well. And, you know, today we're going to have a conversation with um, with people from the Gateway Pregnancy, and I can only imagine that everybody is adjusting somehow. So I'm actually looking forward to this conversation with them about how they mm-hmm. had to adjust what they're trying to do uh, in a world mm-hmm. where y- you really can't have any kind of meetings of any type. Uh, and so how are they doing that? So I'm kind of excited about that. But I can also imagine, you know, people who are listening right now that are, you know, in business and small business, running businesses, people who are... Uh, completely shifted their whole work mentality has all shifted and it's all changed in some pretty unique and powerful ways. So we're grateful that we're able to continue to do church. And I think that um, I'll kind of end my little part uh, with this statement that I said this from from day one, and our team has been saying this, but church is not canceled. It is not that church is canceled and is not that the church is closed. It just looks a whole lot different today than it did a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like you said, I'm really excited to hear from Wendy and Melinda from Gateway as well in how they're adapting, because just like you said, church is not closed and women are still pregnant and still need to be yeah. served by this ministry. So I'm really looking forward to hearing how they've adapted so that they can continue serving the women that they serve in this season. So we're going to hear a quick word from our sponsor, and then we're going to jump into this interview with Wendy and Melinda from Gateway. Your success as a leader hinges upon buy-in from your teams, clear and consistent communication from you, and strategic delegation. My name's Cheryl Scanlon. C3 Advantage helps you steward your most valuable resource well, improve retention, grow employee engagement, and generate higher team and individual ownership. The success of your organization begins with you and depends on your team. Go deeper as a leader and watch your organization go further. Visit c3advantage.net at c3advantage.net. And we are back from the break with a very special guest, Wendy and Melinda from Gateway Women's Care. Wendy and Melinda, thank you so much for joining us here on this program today. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to speak about your very critical, important ministry. You're welcome. Thanks, Great to be here with you. Yeah. So we love everything that you all do. And of course, right now we're in the middle of a global pandemic, for lack of better words, and most of us are at stay at home. So one of the first questions just to get us rolling is how has the stay at home order affected anything, if at all, of what you all are trying to accomplish at Gateway Women's Care? You know, Wendy has great stories to share about this, but so I'll just give a little background and then let her share some of the great things. Because of our wonderful prayer supporters and partners, when COVID hit us, we just thought as a team, what can we do? And we realized that we could stay open. Hmm. When other pregnancy centers are closing, we could stay open, that our team of nurses and our pared down staff with all the medical um, protocols in place and our medical director giving us great advice, that Gateway could stay open. And what has happened because of that is I think for in 40 years of pregnancy center ministry, I have never seen anything like this happen. It's been the most gratifying and amazing situation that's evolved. So I'll let Wendy share a little bit about what's happening every day at Gateway. Yeah, that, that sounds amazing. So what's happening? Well, it is it is really the most amazing experience to be part of, Andy. And for everybody's safety, we pared the team down, as Melinda said. We no longer have any of our volunteers coming in, you know, for their safety right. and for minimizing the number of people in the center. So we have two centers. Both of them are operating, the one in Raleigh and the one in Durham. 
and numbers of other pregnancy centres in Raleigh are closed. And so we are getting women that would otherwise have gone to an abortion clinic if we were not open. So that is an amazing opportunity that God has given us. And our team, I'm telling you, Melinda and I are so proud of them that in the midst of their own personal fears, you know, of what might happen to them, their care for these women who are struggling with an abortion decision has overcome any of those fears. And so we are primarily just seeing women who have abortion appointments and want to abort. Wow. So they are the women that we're seeing. Our schedules are packed Hmm. every day. Women are scared and frightened and, you know, they are just believing that because we're in this pandemic that there's no way they can have a baby. And so that's the the atmosphere that we're serving in. Our our nurses are gowned up and masked up and gloved up and yet still moving forward with the intake counselling and woman's right to know education, which the state requires before these women move forward and have an abortion. And so clearly we're in a crisis. They're in a double crisis. Yeah. And so great opportunity to speak into the lives of these women and their partners at the moment. Yeah. How about that? I mean, you, you are, know, you Andy, are. Yeah, I've been able to talk to some of our supporters about this. And I know that many, many people are praying that the abortion clinics close during this time. Right. And you know, that probably doesn't look like it's going to happen. But in talking with our supporters, they uh, several of them said to me, you know, we've been praying for the abortion clinics to close, but we never thought about praying for what God might be doing with women coming yeah. to Gateway. Yeah. And so we, we sort of look at this as, yes, we know that the abortion clinics are making millions of dollars um, during this virus, millions. And yet God has provided a way for our people to speak in and to see lives saved and to see hearts healed with the gospel. Yeah. So let's, so back, let's, it, back, let's back up just a little bit in case people don't really know what exactly kind of the mission vision of Gateway Women's Care really is. I think people could probably put it together at this point, but for those of you that might be tuning in right now and maybe never heard about it, uh, that a lot of people know what an abortion clinic is, but what is a Gateway Women's Care? What What's the mission <laughs> vision behind what you're doing? Well, it's, well uh, it's- our mission, I'll let Wendy talk about our mission and our vision, but the bigger picture I think here is Gateway Women's Care is part of a network of over 1,200 pregnancy centers around the country. And all of them who share the gospel and reach women facing abortion. So, and with that group of centers, there's approximately 100,000 plus volunteers that work in those centers around the nation. So we're part of a, and our supporters, our prayer partners, everyone is part of a much bigger movement for life in America that really came into existence when Roe versus Wade became the law of the land in 1973. Right. And no one had this plan. There was no centralized plan to do this. But literally, God raised up in thousands of communities across the country, pregnancy centers. And Gateway is one of those longstanding centers. Yes, and so it's it's a life-transforming um, mission statement and purpose for why we exist, and that is to empower women to choose life for themselves and for their unborn children. And so as Melinda shared, the gospel message is central to what we do and why we serve. It is not something that is pushed on women. It comes up naturally, as you can imagine, 
as you're talking about serious things like aborting an unborn child, that questions of faith and spiritual beliefs are very easy to, to slide in there and open up conversations. And so to empower a woman to choose life for herself means introducing her to the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. And that is when her life is truly transformed and enables the life of the baby to have that opportunity to be born. And I'll just tell you a quick story. And this mirrors many others. And it was yesterday. It Hmm. happened yesterday. So there we are with our client services director, Sarah, who is amazing. She's masked up and she's sitting on plastic chairs that have been detoxed, you know, 15 minutes earlier. And the client goes through her pre-screening outside the building and we bring her in. She's not to touch anything. She goes straight to her, her spot and she's masked up. And you would think, that you're missing a lot of the human connection when those face masks are on. But she really felt with this pregnancy that God would judge her because of a previous abortion Mm. and that there was no way that she could really have this child and, and be a good mother. And it gave Sarah the opportunity to say that God is not a God of vengeance and punishment in that sense, but a God that wants to forgive and restore and this woman was just so ripe and ready to hear that message. You know, the conversation had a little bit more to it than that. Sure. But right then and there with a mask on as she was contemplating the abortion that she had scheduled, she made a profession of faith to follow Jesus. She asked for forgiveness for her sins and she dedicated herself to following him and, and being his child, being his daughter and seeing her life and her baby's life the way that God does. And she cancelled her abortion appointment. And so, you know, we're thrilled. We just are so grateful when those opportunities come. And because we are a gospel-based pregnancy ministry, God gives us those people. He allows those people to find us and come to us for that purpose. Yeah, that's fascinating. And so walk us through, somebody comes into your doors and they're contemplating, you know, whether to get an abortion or not, or they're just pregnant and they don't know where else to go and they end up at your doorstep. Walk us through what is the process that you take somebody through and what can you actually do for, uh, for a woman coming into your, into your program? You know, before, it's, it's interesting, I think, for people to understand before, you know, Wendy describes this amazing process. When women come to us, they almost always know very little about abortion. Hmm. They assume that the abortion provider has has all the information and that it's a very simple procedure. And so they have no idea what they're getting into or what it's really about. And so you have two things going on there. They know nothing about what is really going to happen and what's behind it. And they implicitly trust the abortion provider. Hmm. So that's where we get an opportunity to step right. in. Yeah. She's right. And we have a strong commitment to honesty, to education, to not being manipulative and not being judgmental. Because it would be easy to sit there and manipulate a woman's emotions at a time of crisis. It would be really sure. easy. And that that is sometimes, you know, the accusation get that gets directed our way. And so we want to be the total opposite to what a woman would experience when she walks in the abortion clinic. And 99.9% of all of our exit interviews and surveys say that, Hmm. just how helpful we have been and how grateful they are for us. But really what happens when they come in, 
you know, we do a little bit of a, a pre-assessment downstairs, some paperwork, and it gives us an idea of why they're here, what they want to talk about, what information that they want. And from the moment she sits down, we are seeking to break down those barriers and to develop a relationship with her. Look, we get the maximum of 60 minutes in that first opportunity mm. to have her trust us, to for her to sense that we care about her, we're there for her, not the baby, although, you know, all of us right. want that life sure. decision, but we care about her. We're genuinely caring about her. And then in the in the counselling room, the questions just start to be asked. You know, if the pregnancy test is positive today, what are your thoughts about your options? What are you thinking you'll choose? And so depending on which of those three options, you know, whether she's wanting to have that baby, whether she is planning or thinking adoption or she is wanting to abort or she's somewhere in between, then our staff or our trained client advocates, who we have an amazing team of, start asking her, well, tell me why you believe that abortion is the best option for you right now. We are asking questions and prompting and probing for her to think through rather than us sitting there telling her what to do. And then our nurses come in and they talk through the medical side of things. If she's in a category where she wants to take the abortion pill, our nurse will talk through what that looks like, just information and then we move her towards having the ultrasound. And most women that are pregnant and want to abort, the ultrasound is diamond to them. Right. Because that's right. where they get to see how far along they are, which lets them know what abortion procedure they want and therefore how much money they have to come up with. And because all of our services are free, we'll have women coming saying, don't you talk to me about anything else. I just want that ultrasound. I want to know how far along I am you know, cut and right. dry. So yep. Some are like that, but others are really seeking a shoulder to cry on, a person that will listen and care about them. Oftentimes we're the only ones that they have to talk to, that they can release their burden onto and use us as a sounding board as they look to see what life might look like. Because certainly whatever they choose, it's never going to be the same. Right. So what, what ongoing interaction do you have with these women who come into the program there? We really develop a very a la carte process with each individual client depending on her needs. So we walk with her all the way through to delivery, depending what she wants from us hmm. is how we serve her. So I need help with Medicaid applications. I need help with finding an OBGYN. And we partner with an amazing Christian medical ministry, Neighbour Health Centre, who take many of our clients because they take Medicaid, no insurance, private insurance, sliding scale, if they, whatever resources they're looking for. So we've been able to find women emergency housing, genetic testing. I mean, whatever it is, we are there to pursue, pursue, pursue on her behalf and walk her. Th I mean, we're providing food to our clients. We're taking boxes of diapers and supplies and food to clients who are in need. Whatever it is, we personally serve them. And many do continue with us, wanting to stay in touch after that baby's born. And we're very rarely, in fact, I don't know anyone who has regretted their decision to have their baby, women who mm -hmm. were abortion determined originally. Right. You know, Andy, what Wendy's talking about, I think, highlights a very important distinction for Gateway. And that is that we believe there's there's two victims in an abortion, the woman and the baby. Right. So that keeps us so in touch 
with the needs of that woman and where she's coming. And I think the word that characterizes our relationship with her is that we respect her. And I think for many women, that's something that they probably weren't sure they'd get and maybe haven't gotten from their families or anyone. So everything that Wendy's described, I think, just highlights that view of respect and care and and realizing that the woman is so valuable and so important, no matter what decision she makes. Yeah, absolutely. I think once you have that trust and people know how much you care, it's amazing how much you can speak into their lives. Mm -hmm. And so as the Gateway Women's Care is moving forward, we're about out of time, uh, unfortunately, on on this particular program. But I wanted to at least ask a couple more questions that are tied together is simply what's next for Gateway Women's Care as you are looking to the future? What, what are you hoping is going to develop? And then the second part of that is how can people who are listening right now get involved in some way into what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Well, the first, the first part of the question, I think, is we are committed to going through any doors that God opens up. And we are in the triangle. We're also mentoring a couple centers around the state who are interested in adopting our model for their centers, which is wonderful. But so we are always listening and asking, God, where do you want us to go? Where is the greatest need and where can we serve and collaborate and be a part of what you're doing? And so we're looking at different opportunities in the triangle in the future. Absolutely. That's a great way to do it too, right? God, where are you at work and how can I join where you are in you there? Working? That's right. That's right. We find that works much better. In <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Melinda? As far as getting involved, that was the second part of your question. Abby. Yeah. Somebody's listening right now. How can they support what you guys are doing? How do they get involved? How can they get the more information? Well, first of all, I want to say that most people sitting here listening to this would think this is something I could never be involved in. Mm. You know, I don't have that experience, that kind of, you know, it clutches at my chest, it's abortion, that's hard. But I would say to anybody who is interested in serving at the centre as one of our trained client advocates, that this is truly, it's a life-changing opportunity. And I've been with the ministry now for over 11 years and I began as a volunteer and it, it just turned my life upside down. It gave me a totally different perspective on how God works in the world, how his spirit moves in people's lives. And I got to be a part of something that is truly life-changing. And so we are always looking for women and men who are willing to be trained as um, volunteers. We have a very strong prayer ministry. People can contact us and we'll add them to that. We send out a once-a-month email and we also send out emergency prayer requests. You know, woman in the room yeah. upstairs, please pray now. Absolutely. And that allows people to engage directly, you know, as, you know, in real time. And clearly financial support, but prayer support for this ministry. If you could just see the weight and the burden of what our team is shouldering right now. We just had a woman at 17 weeks pregnant. We got so close to her and she went and aborted. And then got straight back on the phone with us and she said she and her boyfriend have not stopped crying Mm -hmm. and they wish that they had never made that decision. So we're still walking with them. And that's the kind of prayer that we need to cover our team and particularly those that are there right now. They need extra prayer that God would sustain them and uphold them through these difficult, difficult one after another clients. Because oftentimes, Andy, 
our girls, our nurses are the last ones to see that living baby mm. before it goes to the abortion yeah. clinic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how can people get a hold of you? Is there a certain website you want to share with us all or phone number or how can people contact you? There is. <laughs> Gateway Women's Care. And, and if, they want, if they wanted to email either Wendy at gatewaywomens.care or Melinda at gatewaywomens.care, they would find us and we'd Absolutely. be able to direct them in the right path. And tell us the website again. Gatewaywomens.care. I'll say go. it with an American accent. <laughs> Gatewaywomens.care. No, we love your we love your accent. You can just talk for the whole rest of the time. Just I the, think people think I'm saying car. Gatewaywomens.care. <laughs> no, that's yeah. wonderful. Hey, thank you so much, Melinda and Wendy, for being on this program with us. And if you wouldn't uh, mind, I'd love to pray for you both and right now uh, and just wherever anybody's listening from, just join with me in prayer as we pray over Wendy and Melinda and Gateway Women's Care. So let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for Wendy. We thank you for Melinda. We thank you for the incredible work that they are doing at the Gateway Women's Care. And Lord, first of all, we just pray for protection. We pray against the enemy. We pray for finances. We pray for volunteers. And most importantly, we pray for these women and their unborn babies. And we pray that, God, that you would turn their hearts, that you would use volunteers and nurses, that you would use Melinda and Wendy, that you would use everybody in your power to just influence and to draw these women closer to you. And we pray for more testimonies like the one that Melinda shared already with the young lady who comes in. And after hearing all this, she accepts Jesus and changes her whole course of life, not just the baby and not just her immediate, but we have an opportunity to change eternity for these women. And so Lord, we pray that you would continue to use them, continue to put a hedge of protection around them, provide them with their needs financially and volunteer-wise. And we thank you for them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Wendy Amen. and Melinda, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And uh, we love what you're doing. We love you both. And we're here for you as well. Thank you for joining and listening to our program today. And thank you to Crossroads Fellowship and the Truth Network for making this show possible. You can find out more information about Crossroads Fellowship at crossroads.org. If this show has impacted you, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at info at crossroads.org. Thank you to C3 Advantage for sponsoring this program. We look forward to having you join us on the next show. Perhaps you've asked yourself this question. Are you running the business or is the business running you? How might your teams grow if your teams were driving the business forward instead of you? You are sitting on a wealth of untapped opportunity. It takes courage to learn how to create a culture where your people are truly empowered to own their seats. My name's Cheryl Scanlon, business and executive coach. Working together, we'll go straight to your core challenges to sort through competing demands and realign to your highest priorities for measurable results. Visit C3Advantage.net. That's C3Advantage.net.